Hi there, I'm Quinn White, and welcome to But I'm Not an Engineer, the electrical and computer engineering podcast hosted by me, a USC journalism student who was asked to run this show. Will I learn new things? Yes. Will I be confused? Without a doubt. Join me as I talk with members of the ECE community to learn more about their work and the important role that ECE is playing in our future. In this episode, I spoke with Roxana Picar, who recently graduated from USC with a degree in electrical and computer engineering. Post-graduation, she works as an embedded control systems engineer at the Aerospace Corporation, which is a federally funded research center dedicated to all things space. So without further ado, let's get into it. Are you from LA? Yes. Yeah. I was born and raised, went to school here, still work here. So sweet. Awesome. Yeah. yeah I really, um, I'm really excited to, I mean, I'm really excited to have like, I mean, I transferred in during the pandemic, so I'm really, really excited to have the opportunity to do in-person school this fall. Yeah. No, I can imagine. Where are you from originally? Um, I'm from Anchorage, Alaska. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So um, I don't think I've ever met anyone from Alaska. So I'm glad to be the first one. I love that. (laughs) That's crazy. Wow. How's the adjustment from Anchorage to LA? Um, It's been kind of nuts, you know, because it's just, um, it's really different than what I'm used to. And I mean, like I said, I did my first two years of school in the Bronx, which was, um, you know, I feel like if I can deal with that, I can kind of deal with anything. That's true. I guess you already had the big city or big city vibe yeah but you know it's been kind of difficult moving to a brand new city um at a time like this but you know I've learned a lot about myself and I feel like you know with so you're already living at USC Mm -hmm, yeah I just spent my first year there and um like I really love this job that I have now because I'm learning so much about something that I never thought I'd get the opportunity to learn. Yeah, about. no, I think that's really cool. Thank you so much. So I guess we could just go ahead and hop on into it. Okay. So can you just go ahead and introduce yourself for me and tell me what your degree is in? Yeah, uh, I'm Roxana Picar and I graduated in 2020 with a degree in electrical engineering. So I read on your LinkedIn that you're an embedded control systems engineer. So can you tell me what that means and what kind of work you focus on? Yeah, so I actually have been learning about what that means in this in my first year of work, uh, where I actually just, I think I've been working for a little bit over a year now. Um, but that means you're kind of, you're working more on like the nitty gritty of computers for, I mean, so I work at the Aerospace Corporation. So we work on anything related to space Um, So, you know, think satellites, rockets, even robots of various kinds. And so my department, the embedded control systems department works specifically like anything like flight computer related. It's like a deeper level than just like your typical software engineering. And so that's kind of what embedded systems is. It's like you're directly programming the hardware to do something. So you're not necessarily like coding at this higher level of like, you know, Python where, you know, you can just, there's like built-in functions that like do everything for you. You're kind of at the lower level, like individually manipulating the hardware to do the things that you want it to do. So kind of like, sorry, I'm trying to understand. You're peeling the layers back, right? So I don't, do you have any familiarity with like 
higher level programming that like a software engineer would typically do like in Python, for example? Honestly, I took, I had to take a coding class for one of, like I said, I'm studying journalism, but I had to take like a coding for storytelling class this last semester. It's maybe the hardest class I've taken in my college career. So okay. yeah, um, I can imagine. It's just a very different way of thinking, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So when you're coding, like at a higher level, like say you want to like create a website, for example, there are certain like functions that exist in coding languages that do all of the like lower level manipulation of your computer parts for you. Like you don't have to think about like allocating memory in your hard drive or whatever, things like that. That is all taken care of. All you do is like, you know, add one plus one. Like you create a program that will add these numbers together, right? Like you just do that. You don't have to worry about like, okay, if you want to do that operation on your computer, you have to go in and like, I don't know, make sure that you have memory to store whatever like variables you're creating and like deeper level nitty gritty stuff essentially is what someone who works on embedded systems is doing. So it's like, you're more of the middle, like you're working closer to the hardware than a typical software engineer would be. So you have to think more about the parts of a computer. So I recently had to figure out how to program a temperature sensor, for example. So like I'm specifically working with this temperature sensor that is on board our computer. Like I'm directly programming that. I guess in a way, it, that's kind of what computer engineering is. I think embedded systems is is kind of, I don't want to like, I, I didn't necessarily study the computer part of electrical and computer engineering, but I guess that is technically what I'm doing. So I don't want to like impose and be like, that's what that is. But I think that is a big part of what computer engineering is. It's like, you're more in between the hardware and the software rather than being strictly a software person or strictly a hardware person. Can you tell me what inspired you to pursue ECE? I mean, frankly, like my, my dad always wanted to be an electrical engineer, an electrical engineer. He was a physician though, but that was like, he was really into like electronics hobbying. And like, I grew up around him, like fixing computers and other electronic devices and whatnot. So that was always something that like was very much like ingrained in me as like, this is something that you should do, like very strongly encouraged. Not in a bad way. Like I kind of gets in the whole thing of like uh, doing what your parents want you to do. But I think that is very much like an immigrant kid experience and something that like is important and shouldn't be deemed as being necessarily bad either. Totally. I do understand my parents made sacrifices to come to this country and for me to do specific things that would, you know, both that are interesting, but also that would make me financially stable. So I can only imagine that this is something that you also, that they probably feel like, and you, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, feel like is really impactful to like the society that we live in. Definitely. I think that I've always wanted to do something that I think helps people. And I used to think that that was by, I don't know, being a doctor or a lawyer or something where like we directly associate it with people. But I think that science and engineering, like engineering is a tool. It's a tool. In my that, That's kind of how I view it. It's a to, tool to accomplish the actual goals that you want to accomplish. Like the baseline, it teaches you how to problem solve. Like, I think that's something that my me and my uh, EEC... Sorry, I I always say EE because when I started, the department was just called the EE department. But that's kind of what we realized, like our senior year, we're like, wow, like we're not going to be like phased by things anymore. 
just like we've like had to deal with such hard problems like I guess relating to like circuits or programming or um, signal processing or like electrophysics stuff but like that like those problem solving skill sets do apply to like pretty much anything else that you come across in life and like you learn to not be afraid of like trying to solve a problem like nothing seems like really impossible anymore or daunting which is kind of cool that is really really cool and talking about like you know making a lasting impact can you tell me more about the company that you're currently work for what you do there and how their work is impacting society yeah I actually like I think another thing that I should mention as before that is that um, I think I personally got really into like I personally started believing my parents this whole like you should study engineering thing when I was in high school and I joined the robotics team at my high school doing robotics in high school is kind of like doing a team sport you have a group of people like trying to achieve something together and you go to these competitions and compete with your robot and it's a lot of fun um but I think that's when I was like oh like this is what engineering is like I get to build something cool and have this immediate gratification of like it works and then when I started at USC I started working in a robotics lab that was focused on like robotics applications like socially assistive robotics so robots that help people in various facets of their lives um and that kind of I guess, led me through my various internship and work experiences that then led me to my first full-time job now at the Aerospace Corporation, where, as I previously mentioned, um, we're involved with anything space-related in this country. Um, We're a federally funded research center and nonprofit. Our our biggest customer is the, the government, so the Air Force, the Space Force, and then like private companies like SpaceX, ULA, any like basically any company that has some vested space interest or even sometimes otherwise like uses us uh, and our expertise we're like known as the technical experts so like we do everything from like I got to be online for like rocket launches which is really cool like I got to be a person on the computer making sure that like I, my, my task is like very small I just make sure that we run the software that like monitors like anything going wrong or any alarms that can come up. But so we have people who do that. We, we do a lot of research and development. So like I get to do a lot of robotics work, which like kind of continues from the work that I've done previously at USC and in high school, like robotics for space applications. We get to do like, you know, things assisting like interplanetary exploration and human space flight and making sure that like, you know, any rockets that are launched are like meeting all of the various requirements that are necessary to avoid any like, you know, potential issues, like going back to like the Challenger explosion, for example. Yeah, we do, we do everything related to space, essentially. Uh, In my department specifically, we're more focused on flight software and the embedded systems work that I, I guess, hopefully described well enough earlier. Um, So I do a lot of just like flight, like computers for various launch vehicles, so like various rockets and making sure that, you know, what the company, those companies that hired us, like what they say, they are doing like in the tests that they run and like how they meet the requirements that are set by the government, for example, we have to like go and verify that that is actually the case. So we have to like run our own tests. Yeah, so I do a lot of various different things. Like I work on any like multiple projects at any given time, which is really exciting. That sounds really exciting. Oh my gosh, like that is wicked cool. Oh my gosh. Thank you, yeah, sorry, that's a lot. <laughs> but yeah, no, I really, I, I like the work that we do and I think it's cool being somewhere that is very like research driven and like 
we have a lot of um, internal efforts on coming up or like developing new technologies or exploring different avenues for to help our customers achieve what they are doing in space better. And so it's really cool getting to be both on the internal like side of things and like developing new stuff. And then also on the like, like side of where like you're dealing with what customers are currently asking for and seeing more like immediate results. That is really cool. And honestly, I will always be impressed by things about space. So I I love that. Yeah, I think space is always cool. And I also think that space is important because it's something that like affects everyone. It's, I think what's cool about like space, it's kind of reminds us that we're all human. Like it's, it's something that reminds us all that we are, you know, a human species in just like one planet in this universe. Totally. Something that I'm really interested to ask you about is the need for more women in STEM. And I was wondering if you could tell me more about your experience as a young woman in the engineering field. Yeah, no, I think that there's definitely a need for more women in STEM. I think just from like, you know, a community and support standpoint, like, I think that's like one of the more obvious parts is like, so, you know, I think a lot of times as a woman in engineering, depending on when you're, where you're working, you do often feel like the other. And there's like, especially when you look around and you mostly see like male colleagues or male peers in classroom settings, for example, especially in like the EE department or the ECE department, there were very, I think compared to like some of the other engineering fields, there was a lot fewer women, which is something that I I think, I think it just goes back to like, I don't know, when we're in high school or middle school, it's like at some point, it's just like nerdy to be into engineering. And sure. And also it can just like, even it could just be intimidating or you're told that like, you're not a math person or you're not a science person. You get like told to be put into like some box or I don't know, you're just better at communicating. I, I, like the, I think these are things that girls often hear. When really I think that engineers overall just need to be, or it's important for engineers to be interdisciplinary because as I said, engineering is a tool to accomplish, you know, I think in this day and age where like everything uses some sort of computational ability, like engineering like pervades like every field now. So I think that engineers are needed to be more and more interdisciplinary, but when people are put into these boxes and told like, you're not immediately good at this. This is not what you should do, which I think happens to girls a lot more, or we internalize it a lot more. That creates this lack of diversity in the field. Totally. And that's something that I've been learning a lot with the different people that I've talked to and that I've interviewed is that engineering is so broad and it really applies to almost like every like field and like kind of like everything that like I feel like I could possibly think of like engineering has some something to do with it and I think every company like needs a software engineer at least like or someone to run their website for example and that kind of leads me into my next question I am interested to know like from a student perspective what's so great about ECE and a lot of times when I ask this question people tell me that you know like ECE is really broad and there's a lot of things you can do with it but I'm really more interested to know like what is so unique about it and why it's a good direction for students to go into. 
moving towards like technologies of the future it's it's always going to be applicable um you know technology or the ways of doing things are constantly changing like like things transitioning more towards like ai and machine learning for example i think the broadness of ece lends itself towards being able like if you study ec you're able to be a very adaptable engineer um to these changes that are coming that are you know things are moving pretty quickly now okay so i was also in gpu programming which is like a newer thing that's going to become more and more relevant um moving forward uh and gpu programming involves parallel processing so rather than having like one really like what's the word um fast not fast like really hefty processor do this one task you have a bunch of like littler processors do the task at the same time and accomplish it more efficiently mm -hmm. does that make sense that yeah i think so, so rather than doing so. one thing like okay i think the analogy they used in this course i was watching was like would you rather like have a like two oxes like plow your field or a thousand twenty four chickens like that's the analogy i got you just like making it like efficient and and like spread out over like rather than like having like one super hefty powerful thing like spreading out over a bunch of little smaller ones so then it's like a lot more efficient i gotcha that makes yes. sense so that's like i guess the future or that's like one thing that's going to become more prevalent and you know recently as i'm i'm actually i'm doing my master's right now in the ec department and i have one more class to take and i just got an email saying that they just introduced a parallel programming class for the fall and i was like oh wow look at that it's directly relevant to what i'm doing at work oh wonderful yeah um like exactly what they just asked me to learn that's like super applicable to like that's going to be that's applicable to like we're like analyzing we're using a laser to track something and we're we need to use that parallel programming method to like analyze that data essentially um and yeah so that was really cool to see so i don't know if that answers that question at all but i just think it's an increasingly relevant field that has a lot that like and and i guess you can say this for any engineering where you learn how to problem solve but i think that like ec with it being so tied to like our physical world like our like physics but also our like digital world i think that like digital like that hardware software divide that digital like physical divide like i think it really straddles that really well um which kind of gives you the perspective you need to be able to adapt to these new technologies that are coming out. Totally. Just to kind of wrap up our conversation and, you know, talking about like the future of engineering and how applicable it is. What advice would you give to students who are interested in pursuing the electrical and computer engineering field? I would say that always ask for help. Like, don't be intimidated by your peers. I think coming into it, my first semester freshman year into my intro EE -E or EC class now, I was so scared. I was like, these other students, like I came in zero programming experience. Yes, I'd done robotics in high school, but like I, I had never coded before. And that does, you know, that you do take an intro programming class in your first semester and you see all these other students who like, especially nowadays have more and more experience as they come in. And that can be so intimidating, especially like if you're like me and like you tend to compare yourself to your peers. Sure. Um, which I'm sure a lot of people do, and especially as a girl and like, you know, having imposter syndrome. So I think always ask for help. And like, there's so many resources at UC, USC in the EC department. Um, you know, as a freshman, you take uh, Engineering Freshman Academy. I was a Freshman Academy coach. 
um, the coaches are like the TAs for the class. Like we are there, we were there to like, you know, help you navigate this first semester in engineering. Um, and I think that's super important to take advantage of that. Your freshman academy, like professors, your actual professors of your classes, your actual TAs of your classes. Um, there are so many resources in place. So many like students who, students, professors, um, advisors, people who will really want to help you. And I think it's about just like not being afraid to ask for help and just not being afraid in general to like take a stab at things and just try things out. Even if you think that like, you know, if you have a programming assignment for a class and you think that you don't know how to approach it, like just try something, try something. If it fails, like oftentimes, like you're probably pretty close to what the solution is. And maybe you made just like a syntax error. Um, so I think that's something that I really had to learn, especially like, I think I, I probably failed. I think I did. I definitely failed my first like EEC midterm my freshman year. I think after that, like I started going to office hours, like every week, like my professor for that class was super, super kind. And like, let me come in and get extra help um, because he knew that I, well, I asked for it. So yeah, I think that's the most important thing you, you can do. I think anyone can do engineering. I think we need to not gatekeep engineering um, as we yeah. like it's a part of everything that we do. And I think in so many fields now, you need just like some basic, like at least like programming knowledge. Yeah, I think anyone can do it. It's just a matter of like getting the right help and learning things in the way that makes the most sense to you. Thanks again for listening to another episode of But I'm Not an Engineer. To listen to past or future episodes of this podcast, visit uscece.podbean.com or search But I'm Not an Engineer on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow usc.ece on Instagram to stay up to date on new episodes and other exciting projects from the Electrical and Computer Engineering Labs. For the Viterbi School of Engineering, I'm Quinn White. Thanks again for listening.